Metroid Prime 4 gets scrapped and restarted. Splatoon 2 and Smash Ultimate online tournaments. Square Enix has a new trademark. The Queen of England's Golden Wii finally discovered. And a possible leak of N64 and GameCube classic consoles. All this and a whole lot more. You're listening to CantoCast. Hello and welcome to CantoCast. I'm your host, KCB Brian, joined by my wife and co-host, KCY Jenna. You're always so unsure how to introduce me. I should be offended. I always want to say KYC. No, that is not it. What? New York City. (laughs) Yeah. Straight from the KYC. Uh, The YC part, New York City, yeah. King King York King York country. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna we're we're trying out a new format here that I came up with, and uh, we're gonna be going over a couple things. Uh, IRL, we got a quickie rundown of all kinds of uh, games like uh, Smash Ultimate, Dragalia Lost. We got some new stuff uh, involving Mario Kart Tour, uh, Pokemon Go. All kinds of good stuff in the in the quickie rundown, and then we've got a couple of stories that we're going to spend some more time on that you heard in the intro. And oh my goodness, I am so excited for one of them. Which one? The Wii, the Queen's Golden Wii. Yeah, I I read through that in the notes, and I was like, this is going to be interesting because I hope that Brian knows more about this than is in the notes because it sounds interesting. It's uh, I actually I watched the guy's uh, video. Who went in and like tracked it down and everything? Yeah. Very, very. I mean, it's not. It's not super interesting. It's kind of anticlimactic, but it's still. It's still a fun story. Okay. Uh, so what we got going on right now in the real world? That gosh darn Soldier Boy is at it again. Oh no! What are you oh, doing this man. time? Crank that Soldier Boy. <laughs> shame, he shame. Just, he should just stop. He should. He should stop and get some help. Uh, he's currently saying that his next console. I thought he wasn't doing a console. Well, that's to be debated. <laughs> okay. If you didn't hear last the last episode that we put out, uh, it he he just kind of went into radio silence. He was like, "Oops, my bad," or not even. He was just like, "What am I gonna do?" Uh, after he basically just stopped selling his console, just stopped showing up on his website, and then like three weeks later, he's like, "Guess what, y'all? I got a new console coming out, and it's gonna play Fortnite." Great. <laughs> Every time you say that about this story, like the only thing I can think of is the SNL spoof where it's like, plays Fork Knife. <laughs> fork Knife is a great game. Yeah. I, I heard the that. kids love it. That's that's what I heard. Uh, no, Epic Games quickly said, uh, you can't play Fortnite on a hacked or jailbroken system due to anti-cheating measures. So crank that, soldier boy. That was my burn. <laughs> That was my Soldier Boy burn. See, that's the only thing you know about him, right? Yo! <laughs> and that. <laughs> yeah. And one other thing that I can't say on this show because it's the clean podcast that we put out here. Relatively. Yep. For the most part. <laughs> so, um, uh, I think it's kind of interesting that um, Epic came out, like, immediately and was like, nah. 
I feel like that's like pretty. Epic <sighs> seems like they're pretty on top of it, like social well, media I mean, and like I mean, cultural like wise. Sega, Nintendo, like all these other companies that were clearly just on like a bootleg system didn't actually publicly acknowledge it. I think that's interesting. Maybe it's because they're well, like bigger companies feel, and they don't want to. Well, yeah, but I also feel like there's a shift in like social media approaches and some of the older companies that have like legacies behind them. Um, like, I guess, Ep- was it? Epic Games. Yeah, that's what I was wow. thinking. It was something else. Mm. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not Blizzard. Um, Epic wow. Games. <laughs> Blizzard. No, no. Those, I had to make sure I had the right th- one. Those are the Overwatch people. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I feel like they're more of a newer, hipper company. So they're going to have a different approach to how they handle social media. And, um, you know, even though... A lot of times, like, PR messages sometimes come from the top down. Uh, I think, like, they relatively had a handle on what's going on out there. So it makes sense to me that they would respond in that way so quickly. Where, like, Nintendo or Sega or somebody else would just be really slow about it or, like, hope it would just go away. Well, speaking of Fork Knife, they, uh, well, this isn't necessarily Fortnite specific, but uh, Microsoft was in the news just, just a little blip. It showed up on my radar, and I caught it, thankfully. Uh, Microsoft is removing the Carlton and Floss dances from Forza Horizon 4. I didn't know that. Preemptively. I don't know anything about that hmm. game, probably because it's on a Microsoft platform. Potentially. Um, so, well, it has those dances do, in it. I do remember you saying that there was another game, it may have been this one, that had other there's, dances in it. There's a handful of other games that... Like, have stuff in it, yeah. Well, I guess good for them for not, for, like, feeling like, hey, maybe this is not cool. We should, you know, preempt it. I, I think like... it's mainly because they don't want to get sued. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> if you if you take note, the only two that are currently pursuing uh, legal action against Fortnite uh, are those associated with the Carlton and Floss dances. Well, no, they didn't take any other ones out. Well, here's the they thing. They didn't take out the poison dance. And, uh, you know, Donald Faison is not suing so Fortnite. So are you saying they have the other dances in that game, too? I mean, they might. I don't actually know. Well. But I just, I think it's, like, of all the dances, you're going to have those two and, like, nothing else that's iconic. That's true. I don't know. But, but I could I be speaking like, out of turn. I feel like sometimes people are just reactionary. And it, when it comes to, like, social media and, like, just digital content in general, people don't always know where the line is until there's a lawsuit. Or they just think they can get away with it until there's a lawsuit. Well, I think it's interesting that they were preemptively taking content out of the games like that. Uh, number one, those lawsuits that were filed against Epic must have been a little unsettling. And number two, I think they may hold a little weight. Because if someone yeah. was filing a frivolous lawsuit that they didn't think they had a chance of winning or that the public didn't think that they had a chance of winning, why would Microsoft be concerned? You know what I mean? True. I mean, it's all about, like, you worked a little bit with, like, legal and compliance. Um, so it's all about, a, like, relative risk when it comes to that kind of stuff. So apparently they're just erring on the side of caution. Or maybe maybe they took lawsuits against Microsoft, too. Maybe. Like I don't know. I only ever heard about the Fortnite, but you know, it's may- the most- maybe when they filed against Fortnite, they also fo- uh, filed against Forza. I don't know. 
Could be. But I never heard about it. Until so this. well done, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 is out, and my inner child is dead inside. No, it's not. It's just crying in the corner over there. I'm so upset. The one... On, I, can I have a moment of honesty with you? I know I need a job. Yeah. I'm still looking for a job. The reason I was so happy that I had a job, I was going to buy a PS4 and get to play Kingdom Hearts when it came out. Yeah, I know. Obviously can't do that now. Heartbroken and dead inside. That is what I well, am. Well, here's my fear for that, because I know how much you were looking forward to this game, and I know how much everyone was, everyone else was looking forward to this game, so... My fear is that it will be ruined for you before you have a chance to play it. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I I have avoided spoilers and everything. Luckily, the Kingdom Hearts community is very tight-lipped on spoilers. Because it's such a story-driven, lore-based game. Yeah. So, like, I feel like they have a deep appreciation for that. However, <laughs> I know that by the time I am actually financially able to afford said console and game i i don't i don't think i can hold out that long i think it's just a matter of time which is the i mean it, it's been like 13 years i want to say yeah that we've been waiting for this game to come out <laughs> and it's 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 just sad to see it come down to this man it, it's painful oh well oh well anyway <laughs> i am dead inside uh, quickie rundown. New, uh... Is this, like, where you just talk real fast about new Z updates? This is, this is kind of, like, what's, what's happening, uh, outside of our main stories that have some context, but not a whole lot of substance. First up, we have Dragalia Lost in a new event and showcase, the Skyborne Spectacle Wind-Based Raid event with fighting, uh, water-based enemies. That's, uh, that already started, actually. It started yesterday as of this recording. And then we've got the Springtime Spree Showcase featuring Wind Adventurer Yin, Lin Yu and Wind Dragon Long Long. Okay. Not making that up. <laughs> Runs from the 31st of January through the 14th of February. Happy Valentine's. Love's I, in the air. That's interesting because like, I figured they would definitely do a Valentine's event. Did they not? And it clearly runs through Valentine's. Like That's the, that's the showcase. Maybe because it's like... A, I don't know. I was going to say maybe because it's a dragon, but then it's a wind dragon. So does that mean it has or has not? Does it not have fire? Because then I was thinking maybe it would just like have heart. Your concept, heart your concept of dragons is so one-dimensional it hurts. <laughs> Play Dragalia Lost. Side note, it's coming to English-speaking countries like Canada very soon. Uh, Nintendo just had its uh, quarterly financial report. Yeah. And that was one of the things it mentioned. I didn't have time to break it down for this recording, but uh, I might skim through it and see if there's anything worth mentioning next time. But just know, Canada, it's coming. Canada. And it's coming soon. soon. <laughs> Ish. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Piranha Plant is out in Smash Ultimate right now. Right this freaking second. Uh, currently, there's a bug reported causing corrupt game data when playing it in all-star mode, however. So do not take Piranha Plant into all-star mode. It will erase all of your save data and uh, leave you just crying in a corner. Fetal. Oh, no. Don't do it. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Especially after you, like... I learned this after I started uh, 
my new game plus on World of Light on hard mode. Yeah. After I 100% of World of Light the first time so around. So you would have lost, like, everything. I would have lost a lot of stuff if I did that. Um, it's a bug. I'm sure they'll have a patch out pretty quick. They're they're pretty good about that. So um, don't do that and probably save some TVs out there for getting Wiimotes in the... Why don't we always call it a Wiimote? It's I don't not. know. It's not 2008 anymore, no. you dummy. Anyways... <laughs> What's a, I would feel like you... You mean this if, thing on my desk right here? This Joy-Con? Joy-Con. Nobody uses Joy-Con. Joy-Con. Number one, nobody plays Smash-Con with a Joy-Con. No, with if a, you are, that's just weird. I, unnatural. Listen, I have a respect for you if you're playing with a Joy-Con. It's like playing with a Wiimote and Nunchuck. However, uh, get a Pro Controller. Yeah. <laughs> or I the GameCube adapter, though, one of the two. I was just thinking, though, like if you were playing the game and, you're all, and you were that far along and all your save data went away, throw remote at... TV. I like, honestly, that's how my brain would work. I honestly think at that point, you just die. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't throw it, but I, I would assume someone would be so angry that it, they would, because I probably wouldn't come into that situation. Anyway. Well, for that to actually happen, you would have, to, have play to play the, the game. game. Burn! <laughs> Got him. All right. Uh, moving on, there is a Pokemon Go Community Day coming up featuring Swinub. It's going to run from February 16th uh, on uh, 2 to 5 p.m. EDT. That's, or EST, whatever you want to say. Daylight, da- Daylight Series is dumb. Uh, you can enjoy three-hour lures, a new exclusive move for Swinub, and three times catch Stardust. That's 3x Stardust. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you going to be participating? I don't know. I have uh, I have those Fire Emblem streams every Saturday and Sunday now. That is true. So it's tough. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to work around it a little bit. Uh, Mario Kart Tour. Speaking of even more mobile games, because that's all Nintendo does now. Uh, side note: How did we knock at a Nintendo Direct this this month? Because they released all of their information over social media. Because they had like, nothing to talk enough. about. They literally had nothing to talk about. Probably because it wasn't exciting enough. This is this is a, yet another delay. We're going to talk about Metroid in a little bit, but this is another delay that we have going on. Which Maybe is, because they didn't want to like talk about all these delays and be like, wah, wah. <laughs> and we're delaying another one. Nintendo Delay Direct. <laughs> to you. So Mario Kart Tour, if you didn't know, it's a mobile game based around Mario Kart. It's a Mario Kart mobile game. Uh, it initially had a March 2019 release time uh, as of January last year. That's 2018. Uh, it's now delayed until summer 2019. Woo! <laughs> so, get ready for that. Speaking of summer 2019, Dr. Mario World got revealed yesterday, uh, probably as part of that quarter- quarterly uh, financial um release thing Report that takes place of something. uh it's a mar it's a mobile puzzle game aimed for summer of 2019 so i assume it's just like dr mario on your phone isn't that kind of like candy crush a little bit like i never okay. played dr. first of mario. all candy crush is dr mario okay i mean i know that because it came first <laughs> similar to how bejeweled is also dr mario yeah because everything had a foundation of Dr. Mario, which Dr. Mario was probably based on, like, some ancient Chinese game. So here's the thing. (laughs) They are way behind on the curve for those popular games. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are still playing them. Candy Crush doesn't have Mario. But do you remember when Candy Crush was, like, people were talking about people being addicted to that game? Uh, I'm sorry. Have you 
have you have you seen a gotcha game? No. You want to talk about addicting games? Well, I mean, talk about games that rob your wallet of its dignity. I'm talking about a game that's a very similar in format to the Mario, and I feel like they should have like came out as quickly as possible well, during that giant fad. That they happened. were they were busy crying over failed Wii U sales. That's okay. why. Fine. <laughs> they didn't think Kinda they didn't think mobile game gaming here. would be. Which, by the way, Candy Crush isn't a mobile game. It was a Facebook integrated game and that you it, could play on Facebook. Well, when it came out and was super, that's like that's like saying Farmville was a mobile game. Well, it they went to mobile after they were on the Facebook after platform. After it would have been a huge leap. Not to mention, think about how far cell phones have come since then. That's true. It would have been it would have been a pretty bold leap, and I would assume probably a pretty failed one, based on the hardware that was available at the time to like launch a bunch of. You know, core series mobile games. I just feel a little bit like they're saying they're launching a new Angry Bird, and it, even if it came before Angry Bird, it's the uh, fat is gone. How good was Flappy Bird, though? Flappy Bird? I still have that on my old phone. I will not get rid of my old phone specifically because it still has it Flappy on Bird your, on it. The old, ta- like, Zoom tablets no, that we have, too. It's on my Nexus. Like, my, Nexus my, ini- my initial Google phone. Yeah. The original Google phone. The Google Nexus. Um, where were we? Oh, Splatfest. Waffles versus pancakes. Waffles are obviously the best possible option. I like pancakes. No. <laughs> You're just saying that to troll me. No, I kind of do like pancakes more. More than waffles? Get out. A little bit. Get out. A little bit. You're done. You're no longer a part of this podcast. <laughs> Now, the Booyah Back Boys and I are all uh, Team Waffle, except for Mav, who is, uh, you know, Pancake, for whatever <laughs> reason. He's Canadian, though, so we let it slide. Um, that's going on from the 8th through the 9th, just a 24-hour Splatfest this time around. Uh, if you want to be on Team Waffle with the winners, come hang out with me I mean, waffles and uh, do the Booyah have, Back Boys. They do have their, like, benefits. Like, the whole, like, melting the butter and it stays in the little waffle part and right. the syrup and the everything. It makes butter nooks. It has benefits. But, as a child, I had pancakes, like, 90% of the time, where maybe 10 We have a waffle maker. When was the last time we made waffles? I'm going to make them tomorrow I'm and you don't sure, get to have any. I'm pretty sure it was when we lived in North Carolina. Because I'm going to make them tomorrow. Because I made the waffles. I'm going to make them tomorrow and you don't get to have them. Maybe also, you should make them tomorrow I, and try and convince also, me. Also, <laughs> I made them in our old apartment. Which? Because I remember bringing you chocolate chip waffles upstairs one time for dinner. I don't quite oh, remember that. Oh, no. I don't know if oh, I remember no. that. I remember because I was watching uh, GT Live playing a uh, Mario 64 ROM hack. I feel like that was one of the only times that we had waffles in that apartment. Still did it. So. Can't fight facts, baby. Although, chocolate waffles are like a dessert. They're not like just regular breakfast waffles. Hmm. I feel like it was a little bit different. Hmm. I don't know. I like both, but I feel like I I, I lean toward Team Pancake. I hate you. (laughs) I'm getting a divorce. (laughs) Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes Choose Your Legends 3 finally wrapped. Uh, we had Camilla and Micaiah and Alm and Elwood 
win uh, the the overall pool for male and female. So they will be uh, taking the Brave Alts later this year, probably late summer, early fall. If you want more information on that, shameless plug right here, I suggest you go check out my other podcast, The Faycast, also on Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash T-H-E-F-E-H-C-A-S-T. Yep. That was all improv, by the way. <laughs> Jenna's just over here looking at her phone. Sorry. She's like, oh, he's talking about Fire Emblem. I can zone out for like two seconds. Immediately de-zone. <laughs> but no, I went to a lot of the depth in, uh, in the newest episode, which is actually out right now. So you should go listen to that after we're done talking about this. But you can't leave right now. Because we're about to talk about Metroid Prime 4, Ooh. our first big story. Uh, so Metroid Prime 4 had a bit of a setback. Uh, like most Nintendo games that we have coming out, you know, Pikmin, Three Houses, Animal Crossing, Bayonetta 3, some unnamed Star Fox game that may be a racing game or something else, who really knows. Uh, take your pick. We haven't heard anything about Metroid Prime 4. Turns out Nintendo's senior managing executive officer, Shinya Takahashi, put out a video uh, announcing that the development up to this point was not uh, reaching the Nintendo standards um, that they, they want to seek in terms of a sequel to the Metroid Prime series. Uh, so Nintendo obviously knows that uh, there is a very strong fan base behind Metroid Prime. And uh, they just they didn't think it'd be well received, so they scrapped the whole project. Probably two years worth of development. That's got to be terrible when you're yeah. on those teams. But like, here's the thing: you you know you've been working for so long on something, and you're like, it's here's garbage. my thing, and it's it, theoretically, garbage. hopefully, you also know it's kind of not great. Garbage. But you, then you release that to the world, and they tell you it's garbage and everyone hates it. I would rather be like, okay, I did this work. Here, it's I'm going to put it in my pocket, and we're just going to move on. So if, if you didn't know, the development phase is where Nintendo actually determines if the quality of the game meets the daily standards they require. What do you mean by daily standards? So it's like a daily check-in. So they're just like, you're, like they're, not, they're, you're not cutting it. They're pretty rigorous on that. Like, development for them is is where the game either makes or breaks. Like, well, they yeah, don't... because you don't get to the end of something and then realize it's garbage. EA does. Burn on EA. Saying. I mean... EA puts out a terrible game and then forces you to buy DLC to complete it. I mean, I don't make video games, but I do graphics. And if I'm, like, get doing a layout, DA. and I'm like, this is not going so great, guys, I'm going to say to my team, hey, guys, this is not going so great. It's not going to come out like you want it to. I do the same thing. And Me, myself, and I have very deep conversations yeah, about this. And then, um, <laughs> and then I usually tell them how to make it better or how we should, like, they tell me what they think we should do. So I feel like maybe they got to that point and they're just like, well, we could scrap it or we could keep trying to do this thing that's probably not going to come out. Well, anyway, out of concern that the game would uh, not live up to the expectations of uh, Nintendo uh, and fans, it uh, determined that Metroid Prime 4's development status was very, quote, challenged. Which is I, that think, a nice I think way it's to the say. nice way of saying trash. <laughs> uh, 
As a result, development was scrapped and Nintendo decided to have producer Kensuke Tanabe uh, collaborate with Retro Studios in creating the game. So if you didn't know, Retro was the studio that worked on all the games in the, uh, the, the Prime series so far, Prime 1 through 3. Um, and it's, uh, it's also noteworthy that Retro was hiring a bunch of staff in, I think, November? And I, I think I tweeted about it, too. Like, hey, does this maybe have something to do with Metroid Prime? Like, who really knows? Um, the, the, the announcement also went on to say that uh, news will be sparse moving forward. And the announcement stated that they would not be able to bring updates for a very long time. That means they scrapped just, it. Just kind of being upfront and honest about it. So the takeaway that I have here, they're talking about it, which means they've made progress. Because I don't think they would have just scrapped the game, been at base ground zero, and been like, we need to tell them that it's not coming out anytime soon. Like, I, I think what they would have done is scrapped the project probably two months ago. And then gotten to a place where they're comfortable moving forward. And then made the announcement, hey, we scrapped production, we're starting over from the beginning. It's Two years better. worth of work, none of it's being used. Uh, we'll bring you updates when we can. Uh, I feel like Nintendo always wants to be like one step ahead of the consumer on I mean, that. that makes sense to do that. Um, because, as I know, usually deadlines get pushed back, especially on large projects. So, if they're not thinking they can meet this new deadline that they've given, that it's going to be like possibly a release during this time then they need to know that sooner than later when they communicate that to the public. So I think that makes sense. And I'm a little confused. Is it the same studio that's like the retro studio? Is that a new studio that's getting this project? Or is that the studio they were working with and they were like, hey, we need to, we need to no, do this? No, they, they weren't working with retro for Prime 4. Okay. So that and makes more sense to me it's, now. It's worth noting that uh, everybody who had worked on Prime 3 has moved on to other projects now. So yeah. the original uh, team team that worked on the Prime series at Retro isn't necessarily with Retro anymore. So or, maybe yeah. so maybe that's why they didn't initially go with Retro. Um, but either way, or they I, had a really good pitch that they couldn't deliver on. I well, I think Retro actually showed them like what they could do. Yeah. And I think that maybe helped convince them that because like it, I don't think again, I don't think Nintendo would want to be like one step behind. I think they'd want to be out in front of it. And if Nintendo knew that the current team wasn't hitting standard, I feel like they'd shop around before they went in and said, hey, guys, uh, you're done. You know what I mean? I don't think they would get rid of their um, development team before having a replacement. Josie's over here snoring. I know, because Jenna's convinced that she has to be in here when we record. No, every I said, single do time. you want her to like stay out? And you're like, no, Every Mara, single time it happens, no. it's a bad time. Um, so, you know, again, the takeaway, I feel like they wouldn't put out a statement unless they were confident with the development status, so they're probably a month or two in already. Um, and, you know, Retro, I feel like tied back to those uh that hiring spree in the fall i feel like it's probably tied to that so they're probably a couple months in already i don't think they announced and said like told everybody at the same time like the project scrapped no they would have been in talks with it back in the fall about 
doing it and having, you know, a new proposal and everything and then getting the team together. So, yeah, they, they're, they're pretty solid on the decision before they just said, hey, this is what we're doing now. And you know what a great time right now would be? What? A word from our sponsors. Enjoy this advertisement, everybody, and we will be right back. Hey there, welcome back. I don't know what that advertisement before, but I'm sure it's great and you should probably go check it out. Either way, you just listened to it, so I got paid for it. Didn't you record the ad? Cha-ching! Didn't what? you record the ad? So it uh, should be like your voice, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know which one's in. Oh, okay. Is it <laughs> could, it could have been two random. ads. I don't actually know. It's got random. Yeah, I know. Interesting. Could, okay. be, could be two ads. Could be one ad. Could be that anchor ad that you've heard probably 20 times already. I don't know. Fun. Roll the dice. Feel lucky. <laughs> So uh, Splatoon 2 and Smash Ultimate Open tournaments are a thing. They are happening. You can go check out Nintendo.com slash Switch slash events. Hashtag not spawned. Uh, Why do you have to say not spawned? It's Nintendo. Because I'm not. Because I'm not. Wow. <laughs> Get out of here, you pancake lover. <laughs> um, yeah, no. The, uh, the Smash Open has actually three sections. There's one on February 2nd uh, with finals on the 9th. Uh, you have to register by February 2nd at 9 a.m. PST. However, spoilers, they are very much in waitlist mode, so don't bother. Uh, the second one begins on February 16th with finals on March 2nd. Uh, again, you got to register day of by 9 a.m. PST. And then the final one we have uh, on March 9th. That one's going to be going through the 16th. Um, and again, you got to register day of 9 a.m. Uh, but, you know, just general word of advice. If you're going to do this, you probably just focus on the last one at this point because I feel like they're primarily all waitlisted. Um, I went to go sign up day one and that was already waitlisted uh, for the first event. But, like, nobody had signed up for the second and third. That is, so I don't really know why. Because yeah. <laughs> you could sign up for all of them. But maybe they didn't realize didn't. that, or maybe they were just like, I want to do the first like, one. Like, you sign up for all of them, and then if you do well, you drop in the other one. Like, it's not... Yeah. It's basic, basic common sense, man. I'm telling you. Uh, Twelve winners will receive a PAX East Thursday through Sunday pass, three-night stay hotel with guests, and a $75 per day per diem, along with a one round-trip coach flight. You did a weird voice in the beginning, and then you kind of lost the momentum at the end when you stumbled over the word. I would love to be married <laughs> to someone who's not so damn critical of me. But we don't always get what we want, Jenna. I'm not the We don't always get what we want. For complete rules, head on over to Nintendo.com slash Switch slash events. Uh, it's worth noting that that's like $300 that they're going to give you just to like spend money in Boston, Do which you... means you can buy like half a pie there probably. Yeah. I've not been to Boston, but I assume it's expensive. It so. is a little bit. That's 12 winners, by the way. P.S. If you're under 13, uh, they will... Uh, fly your parent? They will fly, you, they'll a, fly a guardian. A parent or guardian? Yeah. Just something that you might... I don't know if you're a 13, 12-year-old listening to this podcast. If so, what up, dog? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, many of the rule sets include items and vary between time and stock matches, so uh, definitely read the rules closely. 
The one thing I was confused about is they don't have the final smash meter, but they do have the smash ball on. So I'm kind of like, what's the point? <laughs> uh, it's not like these standard tournaments that you're going to look at um, on, on Twitch. They're getting broadcast. It's not seven minute three stock. Uh, it does vary based on what round of the tournament you're in. So definitely uh, go over and read the rules. It, it will help you greatly. The Splatoon 2 Open is a little less convoluted, however. Uh, that's happening on February 10th, and it will be uh, ongoing until the top eight teams are determined. The qualifier finals on March 2nd uh, will continue on until you have the top four teams determined. So basically half the teams get eliminated on that day. The four winning teams receive a PAX East Thursday through Sunday ticket, three-night hotel stay with guests, $75 per day per diem, and one round-trip coach flight. I love how they put in coach flight, too. Because you're like, you're not getting first there's class. No first, there's no business class for you, no. Mr. Gamer Man. No. When you do that voice, it reminds me of the Home Alone, like, two voice of the, you know, the hotel I, guy. I could have been the voice of the dude who announces stuff on Wheel of, uh, not Wheel of Fortune, but, uh, uh, Price is Right. Price is Right. I feel like that I would have been good at that job, man. That guy man. must be, like, super old right now. Because he probably is. he's been there since, like, forever. Props to him. Yeah. I don't know. I think sometimes he does get like sick or vacation, and he's not there, and they have some other. I would. To do it. I would fill in for him. I would be a great fill in. Um, also, by the by, there is a potential collectible gold amiibo worth an estimated five hundred dollars upon the upon the uh, the grab block uh, for winners. So. Keep hearing you say it it's, in my head. <laughs> it's it's worth it's worth considering. I I am actually entering. You are. Uh, Which bear one? bear Gliscord guy and Amazus and I. Well, I'm entering in all of them, but specifically the Splatoon one. Um, the the Booyah Back Boys are bringing the heat. What and is that? Mav, Mav is also on the team, what but he's that? alternate. What what is the name from? You Booyah, in the game. Okay. It's a thing. I, I guess. I and you got to learn to Booyah back. Otherwise, no dessert for you. <laughs> Anybody who plays Splatoon probably understands what I'm saying. Okay. Jenna I'm sorry. Though. It's just one of those. I had to actually. You need to learn to boo you back. Oh, okay. Yes. But there was somebody that like left a comment in your um, Twitter. No, not your Twitter. Your YouTube. And yeah. it was. YouTube.com slash C slash KCB Brian. Yes. There. Interesting. And it was on your mirror cake video. Yeah. For your orb thing. Sure. For Faye. I've done that. And it was just a word. And I was like, what is that word? And it was in reference to the froggy meme. And I didn't, I had to literally Google it to figure out. And then. What, what was the word? It was. I haven't looked at the video in a was while. Was it like Poppers or something? Like what are, his name is. Oh, Poggers? Poggers, yeah. Like the emote? Yeah. It just said <laughs> Poggers. And I was like, what does this mean? And then, so I Googled it define poggers <laughs> to get like an urban dictionary definition and then it like the first thing that came up was something that was like someone that is less than or something like that and i was like i don't think this is what it means because i think no. it's a slang in like you, europe or something not like know... that and then <laughs> europeans have the best slang man <laughs> and then i like the next thing was the urban dictionary thing or something like that and it was like meme and so it's in poggers. reference to yeah. pog champ yeah the emote yeah, but it's if that. you 
if you type in poggers, I don't it comes want. Up don't the frog Google thing. poggers. No, it comes up the frog thing. The, what? The gif or the, no, the meme, the frog. Oh yeah, well he's doing the face. He's it's it's imitating it's, it's the, the Pepe real guy. doing it's Pepe doing the face. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> See, these are the things I don't understand. This is sad. I'm getting old, Brian. We cover We're gaming. Old. We cover gaming culture here, by the way. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> um great. That was so many layers thank of you, reference. Thank that you I for didn't a brief understand. history of poggers, which has nothing to do with Splatoon. Um, I was just commenting on something but that I didn't if, understand. If that you want to go see how I made a uh, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes Orb Mirror Cake, that video is live on youtube.com slash C slash KCB Brian. Uh, link in description, of course. It was very delicious. It was pretty good. I, I, was a fan. I don't know why, but sometimes I like certain frostings cold, and then sometimes I like certain frostings warm. And that was definitely one that I liked the frosting warm, but I think, I don't know. It was weird. Because cool. the, the cake was better when I microwaved it for like 15 seconds, because if I did it any longer than that, the, uh, the mirror stuff would melt off the cake. Cool. It's probably more info than they wanted. <laughs> Well, I vlogged the whole thing. Or you can go to my Instagram and check out pictures if that's not your not your jam. Um, so anyway, uh, support your Booyah Back boys. Please and thank you. Uh, we have Square Enix getting a new trademark term. This is kind of a quickie story, but a good one. Uh, it's a good, as my dude from Nintendo Life would say. Alex from Nintendo Life, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was a terrible impression. You're a terrible impression. You're like pancakes. <laughs> you have no opinion worth validating here. Oh my gosh. Square but I do Enix. think this is a cool trademark. Square Enix has trademarked the term HD2D. Yeah, now, I, if you're... Take a, take a breath, okay? It's not chemistry. This is not some unknown element that you haven't heard of or some compound that you didn't balance correctly and now you've blown up the world. Uh, HD2D refers to HD as in high definition and 2D is two-dimensional. Uh, so it basically kind of describes the environment of Octopath Traveler. Which I love and we've talked about before. True. It's my game of the year, 2018. Hands down. Uh, Gematsu reported that Square Enix filed the trademark for HD-2D and HD2D no hyphen uh, in Europe. HD2D is a term they use to describe Octopath Traveler. It has possible ties to the upcoming Bravely Default game teased back in August. Maybe. Um, I can I, see that. They, they do have similar aesthetic, it's, right? It's very much like, uh, yeah. I could see if Octopath... Like going in within the world. If Octopath was on a handheld, like a, a 3DS or whatever. Yeah. I could see it looking similar to that. As Bravely. Yeah, I think they both have, like, very distinct art styles, and I think that whole concept could definitely work for Bravely. Uh, It's worth noting Square Enix has also gone on the record saying they are looking into creating another Octopath-type game, uh, and they're very open to exploring. So, like, a second, like, Octopath Traveler 2? I don't know that you could... Or is it, like... Would it be like Octopath, Octopath ended pretty definitively for the most part? Would it be like Octopath and then something else or something and then I think Traveler? it's just something similar. 
in that in that storytelling type genre. Different characters, different stories, similar uh, formula. Yeah. Yeah. So that's worth. Uh, it's also worth noting that producers Masashi Takahashi and Tomoya Asano. Tomoya Asano. Uh, both worked on Bradley's second before they went on to produce Octopath Traveler. Interessante. Producers, what you doing? I see you. Uh, that may be why the two share some gameplay mechanics, like the uh, the brave mechanic is also the break mechanic in uh, Octopath. I mean, it makes sense that from like a similar uh, developer that they would use, I guess, functions in the game that they've found to be very popular for the people that play their games. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was just a hot take on a... On the JRPG, honestly. I think that's where they went. Uh, oh, it's time. It's time. Time for what? It's time for my favorite story of the episode. <laughs> the Queen's Golden Wii! Finally found! <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so here's a little backstory for you. If you didn't know, uh, in 2008, uh, Studio THQ sent a gold-plated Wii to Queen Elizabeth II. That is a Nintendo Wii console gold-plated. It was a marketing stunt used to promote their game, Big Family Games. Um, if you don't know what Big Family Games was... I have, I've never heard of it. No one has. Uh, if you go, Well, actually, I'll, I'll Google it right now and you can see it. Google. Um, so think Wii Sports. Okay. However... Everything is just a variation of horseshoe throwing. What? What? How many games are there that are just... It's all horseshoes. All the, the time. <laughs> um, so, wait. Oh, wow. You, so it's it, not even oh, coming up on Hang on, hang on. The, we, okay, here we, we go. Yeah, so it, it looks like that. It's 1990 at Play Asia, in case you were wondering. It's just a lot of horseshoes, like you can see here. It's just it's you're just shuffle, throwing you're throwing board. horseshoes constantly. You know, I might be really good at this game. No, we're not getting. If this it's game. all like we're not bowling. getting this game. Stop it. We're not getting this game. <laughs> uh, well, funny you should say that. The queen was a big fan of Wii bowling. Ah, I bet you could beat her. I I hope Jenna's I could. oddly good at I, Wii bowling. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm also pretty good at regular bowling, except I have a bad shoulder, and then that hurts really bad afterwards. Yeah, but you like pancakes, so you automatically lose points. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> they thought she'd like their horseshoe game. Basically, is is what the plan was. Um, however, <laughs> funny thing about Buckingham Palace, uh, they don't just let any old riffraff package in the door. And so when it got sent to them, uh, the Queen's Guard was basically like, no, thank you. And sent it back uh, to, to THQ. Like return to sender? Yeah. Yeah. And so it sat in one of their offices for like, I don't know, however long. Um, however, THQ ceased existence in 2013. They went bankrupt, which THQ was a pretty big developer, honestly. Um, it must have been that big family games, man. Just. Didn't take off like they hoped. Uh, so the queen never received it. The company went out of uh, out of existence. And that leads us into... The story. People Make Games' Chris Bratt. 
who went on an expedition to track it down. He is from England, and he actually had to travel to the Netherlands to find this. <laughs> he actually found the doo-doo as it. Um, That's not too far. So the the Wii was never accepted or signed for, and it got sent back to an office at THQ. Uh, the hardware developer collector, uh, who we'll talk about in a minute here, comes into possession of it five years later. So that's in 2013 now, um, back when it stopped. THQ stopped doing it. So, so basically I'm assuming he got it at like a, an auction or, or somebody like, was like, hey, this dude really likes consoles, so let's give it to or him. Or they just like listed it and he ended up with it. Sure. So Donnie from the Netherlands <laughs> uh, currently has possession with it, along with over 200 different variations of Nintendo consoles. That includes a Heineken branded GameCube. Heineken? Like the, the beer? beer. Did you know that existed? <laughs> I didn't. And is I this, fancy myself a pretty knowledgeable Nintendo console connoisseur. Is this like when brands are like, hey, we want to give out this really cool product and they like slap their name on it? Or is it like... Like the t-shirt canon of uh, <laughs> Nintendo consoles? Maybe. Or is it like when they have like the Wii figures and the artists like manipulate them to be other characters yeah so this is a picture of it oh it's literally they slap their logo on a under like underneath the gamecube logo on top of the gamecube it's, it's literally probably just a sticker uh, well no it's it's actually no it's it's probably just like a a, a sticker that it's they not put there it is not a sticker it well how do you think the it gamecube is, logo got there it is fully embossed the GameCube isn't a sticker. Is I got it? one right now. You want to see it? Yeah. Is it? Well, you can't because a, you'd be too noisy. Is it's, it? It's no, not it's, a vinyl sticker? It's not a sticker. Is it it's like, like printed on there? Yeah. I don't understand how they were like, this is a good idea. It's a child's <laughs> toy. Let's put a beer company on it. I mean, here's a picture of it right next to two bottles of Heineken. Is it black? Because usually it... That looks purple or blue, and then there's that more one than looks one. Black. Oh yeah, there there's a bunch of different colored GameCubes. Oh, see, right here. So that's it's not like it wasn't. So that he doesn't have the only one. There was more than one. There, I don't know what that is, but there's a uh, an orange, purple, silver, black. There's a Tales of Symphonia GameCube. There's a Gale XD, the Pokemon GameCube. There's all kinds of different GameCubes. Oh. But so I guess the the more shocking instance is that yes they they did this to more than one gamecube <laughs> <laughs> they made more than one heineken gamecube okay. that is truth oh here's the here's an actual ad for it it's an ad that uh says it's game day and there's a heineken bottle duct taped to each side of a gamecube it controller. says it was in sports illustrated there you go 2002 what a simpler time an MTV GameCube. That, that feel, one looks cooler, but that's I don't a, know that's if... A, that's a faceplate. That's yeah. not an actual... The, this is very interesting. I didn't know this existed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Con consoles are great. The one, the one Nintendo console I want is the Fire Emblem Awakening Nintendo uh, 3DS. You've had that in your I cart for years. I want that so years. badly. I have. And I don't understand why, because that... It's an older console. You have to you have to appreciate consoles. Like I I if I had the money I would be a console collector. And I think it's sparred from the fact that my mom sold all my stuff. 
I or just like, like gave it away. You should, I I mean I knew that you wanted to get back like what was what was taken from you as a in your childhood. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize you just want to buy all the other stuff that you just never got. Oh, so good. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't want like a Heineken GameCube. But like the why not? The, <laughs> that's a great point. The ones that I'm like interested in, like that. Like the the like the games I'm interested in the the console specific ones like I have a Halo three Xbox three sixty yeah which Halo was my jam back at that time so like it was it was awesome it made sense to have it um, yeah but Fire Emblem is a very important part of my life and that would be really cool to have that console but um, anyway <laughs> so he's got over two hundred different variations of Nintendo consoles uh, he also made a note during the interview that he only has thirty five games. One he of which owns more consoles than he has games. One of which is big family games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tragic thing is, like the the gold plated Wii came with like the console, the Wiimote, and a nunchuck, but he doesn't have the nunchuck, so they don't know where the nunchuck is. But he is in possession of the Wiimote and the Wii. That is tragic. You don't have a full set, and it's got it for a collector. That would just be like. Oh, that would eat, that would eat me up inside. Yeah. Be like, where's my gold nunchuck? <laughs> I don't have an analog stick right now. How do I move? <laughs> Can't play Smash Bros can like you, this. Can you play it? I mean, okay. When I'm yeah, thinking, you don't need the nunchuck. You can just turn the controller sideways. So when I'm thinking about playing something that's gold plated, it can't be like thickly plated. It just has to be like no. thin, thin, like feathered on there somehow. Right? Probably. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be, like, really heavy. Yeah, and I'm like... Because <laughs> gold the, is really how heavy. How does the buttons move? Like, it, in my head... Well, the I had, buttons aren't plated. In my head, I had this vision of, like, you, something have you, just, like, solid gold. Have you seen... <laughs> have you seen the golden weed? No. Be very careful That's when you... That's not how you spell gold. Be, be careful when you type this into a search bar, everybody. Oh, yeah, golden... So this is this is actually from like that's what they sent the queen. Okay. And so the buttons and like the analog stick here, they aren't. They're just regular plasticky rubbery buttons. Right. Yeah. But the like the coating of where like the plastic would yeah. be is gold plated. It, it can't be very thick because like no. all all those movies they're like have these robbers like heisting gold bars and stuff. So fake. That that stuff is painted styrofoam because gold is so freaking like you would you would die. Yeah. You you could barely lift one gold bar. You know, if they had a silver one, I'd maybe want one. I'm not a big gold fan. Maybe white gold. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting one of these. So <laughs> Why not? It's my birthday. <laughs> there's one that exists. And it belongs to Donnie in the Netherlands. Well, I'm going to request that they make me a white gold plated uh switch and that's yeah. what i want for my birthday no one cares <laughs> because you like pancakes uh waffle lovers sure but not for pancake lovers so that's that's the story of the queen's golden Wii. wasn't I, that fun i think that's fun you that know was great. you should make a children's book about the queen's golden Wii. the queen's golden Wii. <laughs> although at the yeah, time yeah, of publishing yeah. the children won't know what a Wii is so it could be a little weird i'd have to like readapt it to uh what do kids play with now? Phones. Phones. <laughs> golden iPhone. That's probably a thing now. Yeah. Don't they have a gold iPhone? They they do. It's like a gold color. Yeah. And the rose gold. Tragic. 
Oh, well. May if they were hipster kids, they'd understand. Maybe. Maybe. The golden Game Boy. <laughs> I would want one of those. Speaking of classics. For the final story that we're going to talk about this time around, we have uh, a potential leak. The classic N64 and GameCube plans. Uh, during a recent Nintendo Switch Online app data mine, it was discovered that SNES games, that's SNES uh, for all of you who aren't in the know, uh, SNES games were listed under an emulator type. And if you didn't know, the emulator type that's on the Nintendo Switch Online shop is the same emulator that they use in the classic consoles. That makes sense. So, uh, Kachi Kachi, which is uh, the NES emulator uh canoe which is the snes emulator and then we also have hyoko and count so we don't really know what hyoko and count do but if they're following in order um it's likely that hyoko would be the n64 and count would either be Game Boy advance or gamecube um it's also worth noting that it's unknown if these are considered consoles or if they are just games from that system put on Nintendo Switch Online for the library. It seems kind of likely for the second thing, even though that they would likely at some point release the, the, like the miniature consoles. And might I add that I think a tiny GameCube would be adorable. Because it's just like this little square thing. Well, a lot of people forget that... The, I mean, we just got done talking about the Wii, right? Yeah. The Wii Mini was a thing. It was a thing, but it's that was not, the first mini console. It's not just like a little cube thing. It was it was book sized, practically. Well, wasn't didn't that come out like they released the Wii and then was there a, a, like a Wii version too? I can't remember. That was the Wii Mini. And yeah, and <laughs> and then we had the Wii U that nobody knew about. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Wii Mini was a thing, and so I mean. This wasn't a class. It didn't come like preloaded with anything, except maybe Nintendo All Stars, because I remember there being a red one that uh, they launched about the same time. The Nintendo All Stars pack from the SNES oh, yeah. series. Uh, they, they may have preloaded that onto the Wii, um, but it didn't come with like a library of games like the classic consoles we have now. So I think it, I, I honestly I think we're I've been saying for a while that we're gonna get these classics at some point. Um, they recently stopped making the other two, so it only makes sense that they would put, you know, some kind of effort into expanding the classic console. Because people bought those up, man. Yeah. I have I have back savings just to pick one up if if they actually do show up. Because we're getting into the good stuff now, man. SNES was great. N64. Can... Get some Goldeneye on there, some Donkey yeah. Kong 64, Star Fox, Mario. If you're Bruh. still doing this, like, in next summer, when you're done with all your Fire Emblem games that you're planning on doing, we should do, like, a classic game night at some point. Ooh. Jenna because, wants to stream. No, because I feel like you have the consoles, but we never play them, and you have the... Oh, you just want to play. Yeah. You don't want to stream. I just... I'm No, we can stream it. Because I'm going to oh. be terrible at them, and of course, why not let them watch? Hmm. But, <laughs> but I think we have like all these classic games that you like enjoyed and you're nostalgic about, but we just never play them. Hmm. Interesting. I'm really good at that one game, the like the Android. The Android. The 
I don't remember what it's talking about. Centipede? No. It was like, it had like the little gun thing at the bottom of the screen. Space invaders? And you're just shooting at like asteroids. I feel like it's called asteroids. I think it is asteroids. (laughs) Anyway. Wow. That was like the one game I had as a child. Well, that was exciting. On the in television. (laughs) That was exciting. Uh, Hey, listen. Um, That's the end of the show. What? I appreciate y'all What listening. was all that there? That's We're not going to talk about that. That'll be next time. Okay. Way to go, Jenna. You blew my outro. No, you said... I wrote you, everything you down. You have end of show. Well, yeah. I read the notes, and I was like, you're missing a story. I'm not. We're going to be introducing top fives, but we're... It's too late. We're already at an hour, and we don't have time anymore. I'm so sorry. I talk too much? Is that yep. what you're saying? You and your love of pancakes. Blame... Don't blame us. Blame pancakes. Blame cake. Pancakes are the real villains Don't blame here. The pancakes. Blame them. Uh, that is going to round out another episode of CantoCast. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to check out the episode description, which has all the links to follow me on all types of social medias, and I guess Pancake Lover over here as well. If you want more podcast goodness and you are a Fire Emblem fan, be sure to check out my other podcast, The Faycast, where I do a weekly solo dive into all kinds of Fire Emblem and Fire Emblem Heroes topics. You do. Jenna. <laughs> she listens. Yeah. She thinks it's all right. It's it's good. <laughs> it's I'm good. not on it, but I listen. Uh, as always, thank you to everyone who supports this show and all other content I do. If you'd like to help fund the show and all other content I create, consider pledging with listener support at anchor.fm slash slash support or become a subscriber over on twitch.tv slash kcbbrian. If you can't make a pledge, sharing the show helps out a lot, so get on Twitter and do the thing that you do when you do the thing that you do so well. Uh, Once again, thank you all so much for listening. For my co-host, Jenna, a.k.a. the Pancake Queen, I am Brian, and we will catch you next time on an all-new episode of CantoCast. (laughs) 